Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It was this piece that I read at Reason.com about Dr. Liana Wen sent me over the edge, which is not really a place that I go. I try my best to even when I see something that's disgusting, not to lose my mind. But when you see a doctor say on television, you have the option to not get vaccinated if you want, but then you can't go out in public. What in the world does one do with that absolutely horrific and nonsensical information? What does one do with that? What does one do when a professor of health policy and management at George Washington University, a medical analyst for CNN, says that society has an obligation to prevent the unvaccinated from leaving their homes, which is what we're seeing in Australia, and then says the vaccinated should not have to pay for the should not have to pay the price for the so-called choices of the unvaccinated anymore. Then you have New York Times reporters putting themselves out there saying that Biden, of course, has the constitutional authority uh, to force these vaccinations. And furthermore, how dare you not get vaccinated? Uh, you know, if you are really a severe violator, they can take you to court. So the Biden administration is making the same case that this is a threat to workplace safety. And that's the ground that this law or this uh, mandate will be fought on. A lot of Republican governors are screaming about it's unconstitutional, it's this or that. Um, there, it's really a, a case of federal law. And experts say Biden has the authority in federal law to do exactly what he did. That's not what experts are saying. That's a New York Times reporter on MSNBC. It's not what experts are saying. We don't know what he has the authority to do because nothing has been written yet. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Twitter, Instagram, Tony Katz, the phone number 833-468-8669. But when people like her want to go down the road and say that absolutely, positively, you don't have the right to put me at risk because you won't get a vaccine. Well, who's putting who at risk? Dr. Louis Profeta joins us right now, an ER doctor in Indianapolis. According to LinkedIn, one of the 12 doctors you should be listening to. His posts, his videos go like wildfire throughout uh, that social media world. You have dealt with your share of COVID cases from the very, very beginning as an ER doctor. And we'll get into where we are with the hospitals But first, let me take it back to this statement from Dr. Liana Wen on CNN. The vaccinated should not have to pay the price for the so-called choices of the unvaccinated anymore. The way I know things, doctor, you have the same chance of spreading it if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. The issue here is how you deal with it. Does the unvaccinated person really create that much more of a threat to society than the vaccinated when it comes to spreading COVID? (laughs) I don't know, but, but I, I will tell you, I mean, 
the data probably shows that if you're vaccinated, you probably have a, a lower chance of, of spreading virus. But if you are vaccinated, you, sh- you certainly can transmit uh, COVID also. But, you know, in listening to some of that rhetoric, I'm old enough, Tony, I was practicing medicine in the height of the AIDS epidemic. I mean, this sounds eerily similar to some of the, the vitriol and the garbage that was coming out during HIV in the 80s. I mean, it's just it's sad to hear this stuff coming full circle. But when you when you discuss that with the the idea of vitriol, which part of it that that you mean? The vitriol from people who are like, I don't want to get vaccinated, or the vitriol from saying to people, if you don't get vaccinated, you're a killer. Well, that okay. I mean that that's the same type of argument that that I mean. Obviously, I'm in healthcare. I want everybody vaccinated, Tony. I mean, that is put that right out there right now. I mean, your your best chance of surviving COVID-19 is getting vaccinated. I think we've done pretty much all we can in convincing the people that were on the fence to get vaccinated. Uh, I don't think the others, uh, the rest of the population is going to get vaccinated. Um, So I think it's just a matter of protecting yourself as an individual. But um, God help us if we start locking down American citizens. uh, out, of, out of fear like that, but uh, it, it, it just makes me sad to hear. But there's tons of there's tons of illnesses in American society where society pays for the choices of other people, whether it's you're not managing your diabetes right, or whether you're an alcoholic, or whether you, uh, you smoke uh, cigarettes. There's you know morbid obesity. There's tons of healthcare issues out there that society pays for, and um, so that, I guess that's where I'm coming from in that regard. Talking to Dr. Louis Berfetta, an ER doctor in Indianapolis, one of the 12 voices you should be listening to, 12 medical voices you should be listening to on LinkedIn, according uh, to LinkedIn. I want to get back to something here and really want to dig in a little bit. This isn't about, you know, proving who's right. This is about understanding what is right. You can spread COVID even if you're vaccinated. As we have gone through this data again and again, what we come up with, is that when you are vaccinated, dealing with COVID, the symptoms are lessened, you have a better chance of survival, even though in in terms of overall survival, COVID is survived by the vast majority of people. There are comorbidities and other things that can have an effect on you, and this vaccine, this inoculation, as I call it, certainly does help you. But it seems that there's a lot of fear-mongering, including from the president, Joe Biden, about the idea that the unvaccinated do not have the right to threaten the vaccinated. And that is confusing people because it doesn't seem, doctor, to be science-based. Well, I'm, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head, Tony. And the vaccine is, is safe. The vaccine provides you the, uh, the protection that you need to keep from being hospitalized, to keep you from being uh, uh, intubated, put in the ICU on a vent, or dying. I mean, the vast majority, I mean, statistically speaking, something like 95% of all people in the ICU with COVID-19 right now are, are unvaccinated patients. So that should tell you that the vaccine works. So um, if you're vaccinated, quit worrying about everybody else. <laughs> and, and, and that's, I guess, maybe where I'm coming from. Unless you're in healthcare, unless you're taking care of people that, that are at risk, I, I thoroughly believe that everybody in healthcare should get vaccinated, and I actually think it should be mandated in, in healthcare because we're co- we're taking care of people that are immunocompromised, that are chemotherapy patients, that are transplant patients that have no um, choice but to come to the hospital, and we have to do everything we can in our power to protect them. But everybody else in society, I think we just need to calm down a little bit, get vaccinated, worry about yourself, and 
and pray for the people that aren't vaccinated because that's what they're they need more than anything. Now this conversation about healthcare workers, right? I, I think that you make an argument that's interesting and people can agree or disagree with that there are positions in society that may require certain things compared to other positions. You've got a story out of uh, Fox News saying that a New York hospital puts baby deliveries on hold because maternity workers are quitting over the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. You already have a nursing shortage the question is not where you are about whether they there should be mandates for, for, for nurses, but rather on this shortage. And you and I have discussed this. People should yep. know we've discussed this off air before, the problem that exists. How bad is this and how bad right now is the nursing shortage leading to the issues of overcrowding in hospitals? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably the first and foremost problem uh, in hospitals all around America is the nursing shortage. So, and I have written about this, Tony. I've discussed this before that I was always worried about hospitals initiating mandates for vaccines without addressing the nursing shortage crisis first uh, and foremost. That, that I actually think that the shortage of nurses is a bigger threat to healthcare than unvaccinated healthcare workers right now. Um, and I, that is the problem that I would work, you know, overtime if I was in federal government, if I was in the hospital administration to, to fix. And I think most of them are. It saddens me that there is this fear mongering among healthcare workers, too, that aren't willing to get the vaccine. Uh, anything that we can do. And I, I've said, hey, you know, if you want to call me up, you want to text me, I'll put, discuss this. If you're a nurse and you don't want to get the vaccine, um, anything we can do to, to move that along is great. But Man, we got to fix the shortage first. I don't know how how we do both at the same time. I think hospitals just have to weigh the risk of mandating the vaccine versus lo- losing staff. Uh, but I do hope that healthcare workers, you know, take charge and that they do protect themselves and, and their patients by getting vaccinated. Now, outsider looking in, I uh, my opposition to mandates is an opposition to mandates, and I can also appreciate the idea that different uh, professions have different requirements but what we've seen in the shortage also comes from a a bit of sheer capitalism people are are going to the highest bidder and they're being traveling uh, nurses and they're 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 doing these these projects for two months here or two months there and making a a whole bunch of, of money uh, doing it, uh, when you hear about how certain hospital groups are handling this situation, are they handling it by throwing money at the problem or are they handling it by putting more onto the doctors when doctors have a specific job set to do and the nursing isn't part of it? Yeah, I think you just, I think we do, we're doing all of it. Um, I don't know how hot. I wish I had an answer about how medical centers are, are fixing the nursing shortage problem. I mean, certainly they're going up against sort of the capitalistic drive to, to move where nurses are picking up and going to other, other locations. But I also think that nurses are moving to other facilities because they don't uh, feel appreciated at some of the institutions that they're at. And, you know, we're trying as best we can, the, the, uh, the doctor group that I'm at, St. Vincent's Emergency Physicians, to to do everything we can to try to make the nurses feel uh, more appreciative, to help them out with workload, to, to be cognizant of their sort of compassion fatigue. Anything possible that we can do to keep staff, we're, we're doing outside of paying them. I mean, they don't work for us. They work for the hospitals. Um, but anything that we can do to boost their morale, we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to play our part because it's important to the well-being of all involved. I want to bring it back to this idea where we're seeing real misinformation being pushed out 
on news networks uh, regarding who spreads uh, a virus and who can get virus, which the answer is all of us. Uh, but you've spoken about, you know, you don't want to see lockdowns and these kinds of things. Uh, uh, again, there's this conversation of, of vaccine passports in, in New York, where, of course, you have spent a lot of time and so have I. You can't get into a restaurant without proving uh, that you've been vaccinated. But in the U.K., they have just eliminated uh, that whole need. Do the unvaccinated need to be living cloistered and and uh, and, and hold up in, in their houses until a time where the government tells them it's OK? Yeah, Tony, I think that stuff's stupid. And um, <laughs> worry, again, wor- worry about yourself. I mean, j- get vaccinated, take care of yourself. You know, um, I, that just doesn't make any sense to me. It's one thing not to be vaccinated and walking into, into a nursing home. Yeah, you know what? People who aren't vaccinated should not be walking into a nursing home, okay? They should not be walking into a hospital even um, and probably shouldn't be working in healthcare right now. Um, but, but this other stuff... I'm not worried about it. I mean, and uh, and I guarantee the, the most of the doctors that I that I know that are vaccinated, they're going to restaurants, they're going to concerts, they're going. A lot of them are going to movies. Now, there's probably certain uh, real crowded in, inside environments that I may not expose myself to, and it's not because I fear I'm going to die of COVID. It's just because if I get sick in the middle of a pandemic, my partners have to pick up the slack, and we can't afford to have our doctors getting ill, even with flu-like illnesses so yeah there's certain social situations i'm going to avoid so is that what drives you in the idea of hey if you're in healthcare, you should be vaccinated because we simply can't afford to lose the time yes that and also that is a very that's a, a very important uh, driving fact and one of the reasons why i i encourage healthcare workers because we're short-staffed all already we can't afford to have our workers getting ill and that goes for influenza too but also on another on a, on the other side of the coin is that a lot of these elderly people may not be able to mount the immune response to the COVID vaccine. And a lot of your patients that are chemotherapy patients that are chronically immunosuppressed or heart transplant or kidney transplant patients uh, may not be able to mount the same immune response. So we have an obligation to them as healthcare providers. Again, like I said, they have no choice. They have to be in the nursing home or they have to go to a hospital for healthcare. It's not like going to a supermarket. Um, I think it's a, we have a different level of responsibility within those facilities that don't exist at, uh, you know, a Subway restaurant or at a concert venue. Dr. Lewis Profeta, ER doctor. Find him on LinkedIn, Dr. Lewis Profeta, P-R-O-F-E-T-A. Always appreciate taking the time. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz.